Welcome back to day seven of the King is Coming Advent devotional. I'm your host, Miss Emily, and joining me is Mr. Sam. Hello, everyone. Let's grab the star block and get started. Today, we have Jeremy Yip with us, and Jeremy is one of our Crossroads students. Welcome, Jeremy. Hello, everyone. Jeremy, I'm glad you're able to join us. Mm-hmm. And I know it's Christmas is coming. It's, only, it's day seven, but we have um, it's almost here. So what do you look forward to most when um, this season in Christmas? Well, I look forward in, to Christmas is spending time with my family. Usually, um, we go to either one of our relatives' houses to spend time with each other. Nice. So how many people get together? How many people do you think that is? Is it a lot of people? Mm, yeah. And do you have a lot of cousins you play with? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's definitely great having everyone there with a lot of noise and running around. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Okay, so kids, you can grab your devotional book or sit back and listen along as Jeremy tells us about a story titled Free at Last. This is the story of Moses. Abraham had a son named Isaac, and Isaac had a son named Jacob, and Jacob had a son named Joseph who saved God's people from famine by bringing them to Egypt. When the famine was over, Joseph and his brothers didn't follow God out of Egypt. Neither did their children or their, or their children's children or their children's children's children. And even though God's family was now bigger than ever, they were about to be in trouble because a new king began to rule in Egypt. This king was very mean to God's people. He made them his slaves. All day long they work, work, worked. They didn't get snack breaks or time to play or anything. God's people felt alone and crushed. So they cried out to God, where are you? We need you. God heard their cries, God saw their trouble, and God's heart was breaking over all of it, especially how God's people felt all alone. He would find a way to be with them again. God picked a a man named Moses to rescue his people. Moses knew all about their slavery, but he had tried to rescue God's people once before, and it hadn't worked, so he had given up. Now he was, a, he was out in the wilderness watching sheep instead, until one day he walked by a bush, not just any old bush, mind you, but a bush that was on fire and it didn't burn up. When Moses got closer, God started to talk to him. I know my people are are suffering and alone, he said. I hear their cries. I see their chains. Their slavery ends now. Moses thought that it was great news, but he wasn't sure what he had to do with it. 
when God said Moses, you're going to be the one to tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, you're going to say, let my people go. Moses was scared. Pharaoh could hurt him, even kill him. God knew Moses was scared, so he gave him an important promise. I will be with you the whole time. So Moses told Pharaoh everything God had said. Pharaoh didn't want to let God's people go at first, but then God started sending Pharaoh horrible plagues. God turned the Nile River into blood, but Pharaoh didn't listen. So God sent more plagues. He made frogs cover the land. After that, he sent gnats to cover the frogs. And after that, sickness and horrible boils and huge hailstorms and the storm of and a storm of locusts, then a terrible darkness all day long. And still, Pharaoh didn't listen. God used Moses to warn Pharaoh about the last plague. Let God's people go, or the firstborn son in every family will die. God also used Moses to warn God's people. Listen closely. Every family must take a lamb, kill it, and put its blood on your doorposts. That way, when God visits tonight, he'll see the blood and pass over your house. Sure enough, that night, many people died, including the Pharaoh's own son. Finally, Pharaoh told God's people, you aren't my slaves anymore. Go. God's people were free at last. For years to come, even when it was hard, even when they wandered in the wilderness, even when they weren't sure what was going to happen next, they remembered how God had saved them from slavery in Egypt. But as the years passed, the years went on and on, God stopped, people stopped remembering. They had plenty of reasons to remember, but they thought about other things instead. They thought about how strong they were now and how they didn't want to be in the wilderness anymore. They even started to miss Egypt. It led them back to the same old problem. God couldn't remain. Sin drove him away. So Moses and God's people began to hope and to pray. God, will you come back? to stay. Great. Thank you so much, Jeremy. That was awesome. Um, I, I know that I've read this story a lot, and I've taught it to Crossroads kids a lot, and every time I like to really try and imagine these plagues, like all the locusts and all of the flies or the hail. Um, so, and it's, it's pretty amazing that how powerfully God worked. What is one of, one of the plagues that you think showed God's power the most? I think the, uh, the plague that I think showed God's power the most was the last plague where mm. God came and killed all the firstborns. Yeah, that, that plague is the one that makes my heart 
the saddest because that they didn't have to get to that point, right? Pharaoh could have listened to God and could have been more humble and let God's people go. But that's what happened. And actually that is one of the things that points to God coming back. So like they were, the Israelites were told to put the blood of the lamb over their doorpost and that's called the Passover lamb. And Jesus is actually referred to as the Passover lamb. It's like him dying on the cross for us is like his blood covering us so that we don't have to pay that price of death for the sins we've committed. And like, that's the same for the Israelites. They were passed over in that time and for that plague um, because they listened to God and they did what, what he asked them to do. But yeah, very, very good. Thank you for reading that story to us, Jeremy. Yeah, thank you, Jeremy, for joining us today. And I'm glad everyone else was able to join with us. Mm-hmm. So everyone, let's take our day seven block and give it a turn. And you'll see a photo of a picture of a burning bush. And that reminds us of how God speaks to us in different ways. And this time, God spoke to Moses through the bush that that couldn't burn. Mm. All right, so let me close up in a word of prayer. Let me pray. Dear God, we thank um, thank you for your word and that how you speak to us in many different ways. And I pray, Lord, that, um, that you may speak to, uh, speak to us in our lives to see where you want us to go and that we may be able to listen in the same way as Moses, as just following your direction. And sometimes you ask us to lead and to do things in your name. And I pray that we may continue to learn about you. And thank you for this time. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that's the story for today. But join us tomorrow as we hear about a new home for God's people. Before we go, everyone, there's something we always do and it's something that we don't forget during this Advent season. And it's... The, the King, King is, is Coming! coming. Began to hope and to pray.